With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. It's time to jump into the portal. The Bartle portal, that is. Utes own Steve Bartle brings you the latest on the Utes, the recruiting trail, and plenty more every Monday on the Bill Riley Show. Our weekly chat with Utes own Steve Bartle is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Can't beat a good Jersey Mike's for lunch and a good Jersey Mike's sponsorship of the Steve Bartle segment, usually on Mondays, but we were off yesterday celebrating uh, Pioneer Day or Pie and Beer Day, depending on which direction you go. Uh, Steve Bartle joins us right now from UDZone.com, six days away from camp. Kyle, if you go to UDZone.com right now, uh, position group previews are being posted left and right, and, of course, defensive tackle spot being previewed right now by Steve Bartle. Front page, front and center on the uh, on the Ute Zone webpage. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good, Bill. How are you doing, man? Good. I mean, I didn't get to golf Friday and, you know, shirk responsibilities <laughs> like some people did. But, by the way, how did it go? How did you guys do? Yeah, man, it was it was a really great time. Um, you know, we it's so stressful putting an event like that together. And, and really, you know, I do very little. Um but, you know, guys like Andrew McCullough, um, Connor Schoen, Judd Kennedy, Jordan Gomez, those guys worked really, really hard to put together this event and, you know, deserve, uh, a, you know, a big shout out. It's, you know, it's not much um, in terms of the NIL, um, you know, money that we're providing these athletes. But we were able to get 28, um, you know, of these football players you know, a little payday for coming out, having some fun with a bunch of fans, um, getting to meet with uh, businesses um, and, and that sort of thing. And it was really cool just to uh, to have fun that day, to to spend time with these athletes and, and, you know, just get to know them on a more personal level um, beyond just what they do on the football field. And, you know, so it was, it was a really, really good time. And I think, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, we had uh, a couple guys reach out to us late, you know, last week and asked if they could join. And, you know, they um, they were cool with not really uh, getting any money from the from us and from the event. Um, and and yet Andrew uh, reached out to some of the guys and and asked them, hey, you know, are you cool if these guys come and play and um, and and cool if, if these guys don't get a payday and. And the players were like, no, like, just take, you know, make sure that they get paid. If we, if we don't get as much money, that's, that's fine. We want everybody, you know, on the team to, to get a nice little check and, and have some money. And, 
And that was really, really cool. And we talked to a couple guys, a couple transfers into the program, you know, Britton Allen from USC, uh, Jack Baumeister, who was at Michigan State, Manier McLean from USC as well. And we talked to them about that. You know, Britton Allen was a late ad, one of those late ads. And we, we asked them, like, you know, does this sort of thing happen, you know, in a place like USC where you have this team that is, um, you know, so concerned about the other guys on, on the team? And you know, they both talked about, you know, it, it's a little more cutthroat in terms of guys looking out for their own hide and, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, it was, it was cool. It provided you know, a pretty cool you know, insight into the team and that real family atmosphere that they have there and guys really genuinely care about one another. So, you know, it was cool uh, all around. It was a great day. We had a lot of fun and, and, uh, and, you know, we, we uh, just had a great time. Well, here's the thing. You say it wasn't a big deal and wasn't a big event. Well, it, it is a big event. Anybody that's ever had to been part of a charity golf tournament to put them on, they know it takes a lot to put those yeah. on. But, but here's the thing, Steve. You, you guys are a grassroots effort, and really at the heart and core of it, the, the across the green or the social opens are really what NIL is supposed to be. It doesn't matter yeah. if, you, if you put $70,000, $7,000, $700 in these guys' pockets. You paid them to come play golf. You paid them to come out and enjoy themselves on a nice, hot, sunny day playing the game of golf. You then connected fans to the players. Those fans paid. The players did not. The fans paid to get to come out, play some golf, and hang out with people that they watch play football on Saturdays. It's exactly what a grassroots NIL deal is supposed to be. So uh, in that sense, you guys succeeded big time with it. Because, again, what were those guys going to do? Sit around their apartments and play, you know, PlayStation or, or Xbox all day long? You got them out. You got them playing a little golf. They interacted with some fans who loved their their team, and you put some money in their pockets to play a game that everybody else has to pay for. So it was a, it was a great to me. That's a great day all the way around. No, absolutely, and you know it's 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 really cool to kind of get that that perspective of you know this is this is really what nil is supposed to be, right? Um, where you're uh, getting opportunities to connect fans with these athletes and. For a lot of the guys that were there, they had a great time with with each of these athletes. It was uh, really cool to to chat with people after the round, you know, after they got a you know golf eighteen holes with them and spend that uh, those hours on on the course with them to chat with people and just to kind of see what they what they talked about, what what fun they had, and so it was really cool just to to chat with everybody. And you know, again, everybody had a great time. The players loved it, truly enjoyed it, and. Uh, and we're uh, we're looking forward to getting it to continue to uh, to build this thing out and grow it uh, next summer as well. So so no more events this year. Is this was this the last event of the year? Because I know you guys did one kind of in season. <laughs> yeah. Is there an, is there another event, or do we have to wait till next year? Yeah, I think I think we're done. I think okay. we're done this season. Um, yeah, but we'll be we'll be back at it uh, with the vengeance next summer for sure. There you go. Uh, Steve Bartle, UteZone.com, with us here on the Bill Riley Show today. Uh, Were you surprised by the Pac-12 preseason poll when it came out on on Thursday? Yeah, you know, I I really wasn't. Um, You know, I I mean, I voted similarly to to the preseason poll. I think, you know, Utah is – Utah is so interesting when you – 
listen to to people, especially national people, right? Like we know, you know, Bill, you and I know what this team is capable of, right? Correct. We know that this team is often underestimated and that sort of thing. But now you're starting to see the conversation change, uh, you know, nationally with with uh, with certain people, and it's it's so funny where it's like, uh, you know, I was listening to Stuart Mandel and and uh, and, and his podcast, uh, Bruce Feldman with him as well, and they talked about, you know, I know that we take Utah for granted, and here we are taking Utah for granted again. But this the conversation really should start you know, in the Pac-12 with Utah. And, you know, I think Utah is to that point where they're, they're done surprising people. They're, they're on the map. And I think people just kind of take it for granted because, you know, USC is, you know, a headline grabber, obviously with the LA market and that sort of thing. But I think, um, you know, even though they were voted there, I think there's still a ton of respect for Utah and people know that you just can't count them out. So, you know, I wasn't too surprised with the rest of the poll, you know, Washington being second, they're another team that's had a lot of off, you know, off season buzz um, and, and Oregon being fourth. Um, I was a little surprised, uh, you know, Oregon state, the conversation with them is, is pretty, pretty positive. And I, I like Oregon state a lot. I think I voted them third in my preseason ballot with 24 seven sports. I, I think they've done a lot, but beyond that, no, no real surprises. Well, it's funny because when I talk to people down there, everybody I talked to had Utah first or second. So I'm wondering who was voting yeah. because everybody's <laughs> like, well, yeah, Utah is going to be in it at the end. We think it'll be USC, could be Washington. But everybody, when I talked to them, was like, yeah, it's probably going to be Utah. So maybe they had the change of heart. It's just interesting to me when you're voting USC number one, you're voting on something you think might happen versus what you know can or has happened. Does that make sense? Utah brings back 17 starters. They've been in two, four straight championship games, won the last two. They're quite, you know, all these things that are provable. With with USC, it's all what they hope or think might happen with the defense. They're, they're, it's, not, it's not concrete with USC the way it is with Utah, but the vote goes USC's way. That's the interesting part for me. Sure, and I, I think it's important to remember USC was the number one team last season, right? They were even, you know, Utah won the championship game, but USC still went into that game uh, seated number one. And, and that's kind of how I approached my poll is, look, like I think USC with their offense and some of the additions they've made, they'll, they'll be right up there again. The, the schedule, what, what I love about the Pac-12 this season is that the top four teams all play one another, um, right? USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah, all play one another this season. And I think that's awesome. I think that's, so cool that we'll we'll be able to get that this year and and see who emerges um, from from that group uh, and so you know I, I think USC is going to be there I I think Washington is I don't know I they have a good offense and that sort of thing I I like Oregon State more because I value what they do on defense they were uh, arguably they were one of the top two I think they were second in in, in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, in terms of defense. Now they've addressed the quarterback position a little bit, which has been uh, the missing piece for that team over the last few seasons. And they were in a, a number of close games. And so that's, I like Oregon State, uh, you know, with USC going back to them and, and Oregon, all these teams, they've got a lot. And they were, it was super competitive last season. You know, Utah got into the Pac-12 championship game um, and, and were able to win it. And I think that's, going to be potentially the case that could be, you know, the, the sort of recipe we see again this year where, you know, maybe Utah doesn't uh, earn the number one seed. 
But I, I think as long as they get into that Pac-12 championship, they're going to be hard to bet against. A couple of weeks ago, um, Utah fans bemoaned the fact they lost out on the running back from Arizona. What was his name, Valentine? Khalil Valentine, yeah. But they get the commitment over the weekend from another running back, Lamar Radcliffe, who you and I talked about a week or so ago. Think a Northern California mm-hmm. kid. So tell me what they get in Radcliffe and if he's, you know, close to what they lost in Valentine. Yeah, you know, Radcliffe, man, honestly, like loves love the fit here for Utah and Radcliffe. Um the, the an important note with Radcliffe is he missed his junior season because he suffered a knee injury uh, prior to the season. Uh, but he's been rehabbing and recovering, and he's been cleared to get back onto the field. I think he got cleared last month. And so, uh, you know, excited to see what he looks like this senior season. But when you go back to his sophomore tape, which is when he kind of burst onto the scene as a recruit, ran for over 2,000 yards, um, you know, was just an overwhelming um, athlete on the field in Sacramento, which, you know, it isn't the biggest football market in California, uh, but it's still plenty competitive. Um, and, and so ran for over 2000 yards, a ton of time. I think he had 18 touchdowns and earned offers from, from most PAC 12 programs after his sophomore season, suffered the injuries junior season. So we didn't get to see him last year. And so, you know, his recruitment came down to Oregon, USC and Utah. He, uh, obviously committed to Utah on Saturday. And this is a guy that He's six foot two. He's 220, 225 pounds, just a, a big physical back, but he's so nimble for his size. He's got kind of a unique body type. You know, he's, he, his body type is like if Zach Moss was six foot two, where, you know, Moss had that, that thick lower half just because you know, that's how he was built um, and, and, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, he's got that power, but he's also, you know, he's a pretty good athlete and maneuvers really well in the trenches, has good vision, good feel uh, for for lanes in the open field. Um, and so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he looks this senior season. And I think for him, the great thing about coming to Utah is, you know, he doesn't need to come here and be the guy right away. So even if there are lingering issues with that injury, you know, he's he's not going to be forced into a situation where he has to come in and and compete right away because of the depth that Utah has. But still, again, he's been cleared and, and super excited to see what he looks like. And this was, uh, you know, he's a borderline four-star talent. And as long as he, you know, looks the part and, and shows flashes of what he looked like as a sophomore and, and, and shows progression from his time as a sophomore, I think he's, he's a guy that is certainly in the mix for that four-star rating. Before I let you go, anything else on the horizon? Any other crystal balls that have been put in by you or anybody at 24 seven regarding Utah, or are we a little quiet for now? No, I think, you know, things are pretty quiet, but uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty busy behind the scenes. And, and again, I think it's important to keep in mind, we've been in, in a, in a dead period. So we haven't seen guys visiting and, and that sort of thing, but there's been a lot of communication. Um, and so there's things happening behind the scenes and, and that sort of thing. Uh, Blair and Gulo and I both put in a crystal ball prediction for Bountiful Safety, who again is another kid on the cusp of four-star status. Uh, Falatau uh, uh, Satsuala, who's, man, this kid could play a number of positions at the next level. He currently plays safety. He does it all for Bountiful. 
um, essentially playing whatever he needs them to. But he's currently a safety uh, at six foot three, 195 pounds, has a lanky frame, can really grow into a defensive end. That's what he was originally offered as as a sophomore. Lewis Powell extended the offer to him, um, and and so, but he's continued to just play safety and and be a skilled player. And so, it'll be intriguing to see uh, what he looks like, how much he's improved uh, his senior season, and and so you know, with Utah, they made him a big priority, and uh, and uh, certainly feel good about Utah's chances to uh, to land his commitment. And then beyond that, you know, there's uh, a lot of guys to, to keep an eye on. I shouldn't say a lot of guys, but there are, the in-state guys are going to uh, are going to be interesting. So uh, Davis Andrews, Cash Dillon, Isaiah Garcia, who I think Utah's made a, a big push for as of late. Uh, you know, they want to lock those guys down. Um, you know, things are pretty intense um, with with all three of those guys. I think you know Utah. Uh, would love to have all three of those guys, and they'll continue to push for them, um, regardless of of what happens over the next few months uh, with with each of those three. Uh, but Utah's, uh, you know, pushing hard to get those guys committed uh, over the next few months. I think we could see, you know, Garcia announce a commitment um, sometime over the next couple of weeks. We could also see Cash Dillon and Davis Andrews announce commitments um, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, at least by December is what they told me last. So, you know, we'll see. So there could be some things that pop. Um, certainly feel good about Sassuola in Utah. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with some of the other guys that then they're in the mix for uh, from uh, from within the state. All right, there you go. For for any and all Utah stuff, recruiting stuff especially, and all these positional breakdowns, uh, go subscribe, 24-7 Sports, and, of course, utezone.com. Um, Steve Bartle will, will help you out with all that good stuff and uh, kind of go from there. Um, hope to see you soon here, Steve-O. We've got to have a chicken sandwich and talk some football in person. Yeah, for sure, man. we got to, uh, we got to link up soon, and we'll, uh, we'll chat, especially with fall camp starting next week, man. Ooh, man. Quick. Six days away. That's Steve Bartle. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thanks, Bill. Steve with us here today on the Bill Riley Show on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.